0: you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner.
1: It's the Score North Twin Show.
2: Yeah, we know we have a great lineup. Um, you know, I think it was nice for a lot of us to get some rest and uh, come back re-energized and focused. And uh, I think it kind of just showed this series and um, hopefully we can keep putting um, one day after another and, and putting a good stretch together. four rbi yesterday for big night and a, uh, big night. the first ever bases clearing extra base hit uh with the bases loaded in twins history yesterday <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys knew that <laughs> never happened before no that was the first time that that's ever happened so congrats to kirloff uh this is the scorn twin show where we just want the twins to win a damn playoff game one playoff game before we die oh and 18 let's get that to come to an end i think declan and i are rooting for that to come to an end this year and judd is just like seething and well, wants them to no
0: i mean if end. they if they are are so fortunate to match up with the a's or royals in the playoffs <laughs> i'm confident that they will end the, the losing streak i think well, it's going to you know, come to an end you know if
2: the a's go i think it's 67 and 0 the rest of the season they can get to 92 wins there you and, go uh, maybe flirt with that division so yep I say also, we, uh, I saw Ross Brendel
1: kind of cheekingly say this on Twitter, too. Maybe we do a magic number count each day on the score on our twin show.
2: A magic oh, number count? idea. We do. idea. Let's it? do it. Let me see. Hey, what they're back, look they're up, back up two and a half? Yeah. yeah there's got to be a website, there right? Is. It's,
1: it's, it's like your wins divided like minus your games played with the other thing. I forget what it is. So I'm going to look
2: at it. Yeah, down. carry the four. Oh, carry the three. This could it's get very dangerous. dangerous. Here, yeah. <laughs> this could get
0: incredibly <laughs> dangerous, really dicey quick.
2: <laughs> so uh the state of the twins monday edition of the scorner twin show is presented by our friends over at modest brewing company old Macadack, Matt. so uh the local liquor store that i stop into ha- now carries like seven different variations of modest beers it's amazing nice uh my, my favorite summer sipper is just the uh, Supra deluxe premium lager it's super easy you can stop into the tap room in the north loop just steps away from target field and the light rail So Modest opened in 2016, so it's not even that old, and they're just crushing it the last few years. It's become one of the best craft breweries you're going to find. So, again, steps away from Target Field, ModestBrewing.com. We appreciate them jumping on board here on Score North and the Score North Twin Show. So uh, the State of the Twins every Monday, and we'll do an Immaculate Grid. Some people are just, like, really bored with that. Other people love it, so we're going to keep doing it.
1: It's polarized. Yeah, I, I got a note that saying someone was yelling at his TV screen that, like, Kirby Puckett, Kirby Puckett for the 300 <laughs> and World Series winner. And, and we did it. We got Kirby on there.
0: Yeah. Bob
2: Feller. Bob, Bob Feller.
0: Bob. Yeah, don't yell that.
2: Bobby Kilty. Don't trust me. Bobby Kilty. Yes. So here's how we do the state of the Twins we do an overall snapshot and then a handful of categories or questions that we'll dive into here. So let's start with the overall snapshot 3 and 0 out of the break. They took care of business like they should against. A really bad Oakland A's team. By the way, by the way, that was the first Twins sweep in Oakland since. Did you guys see this? 97. 97? Mm. It's been 26 years since they swept the A's in Oakland. And the A's have had a lot of good teams since then, but there's been some dark seasons
0: for the A's in the last 26 years. And the ninety seven twins were, as I recall, could hit but couldn't pitch. Yep, I think that's accurate. So Chuck,
2: it might have been Chuck Knobloch's last year, I think, with with the Twins. So the Twins are now forty eight and forty six. They're two and a half games ahead of the Guardians, who I believe got swept over the weekend. Right? They're were, they were not good either. They did no, they are not. <laughs> they're just they're just looking around like, why are we still in this? What is happening? We just we would love to just trade some things away here, but they're
0: bullpen their bullpen. Collapsed in Texas. Uh, Texas is good, so they are legit. The Texas can hit, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Texas is one of the, the two or three best hitting teams in the league.
2: Uh, Twins offense up from 24th to 21st in runs scored per game. They, so going our yep. right way. Mm-hmm. Twins defense and pitching second in runs allowed per game on the season. Baseball reference now gives the Twins an 84% chance to make the playoffs, 3% chance to win the World Series. Fangraphs gives the Twins a 74% chance to make the playoffs, a 3.5% chance to win the World Series. So my first category is a question for you guys. How much does the sweep over Oakland move your optimism meter?
0: Go ahead, Declan. You're just disgusted, I dude. Mean. Are you
2: are you are you mad that they swept the
0: A's? Oh no. Be honest. I predicted it. Write that down. No, I'm not mad you at did, all. You did predict it. I'm very you pleased did predict and it. I believe I that that we agreed that that is going to be a home run prediction. So, no, but Dex,
2: yeah, in retrospect,
0: start us off. It in- uh, anybody, but- I'll say this. It, it yeah,
1: moves it in the optimism role. You should be beating those teams. Like at the end of the day, those Oakland A's teams are terrible. As Phil just said, they're on pace, one of the worst records of all time. They're flirting with it. You should go in and beat them. And yes, did you sweat it a little bit out uh, in a few games this series? Yes. But at the end of the day, W's, man. You got W's, you got three W's against bad teams. You should beat up on all of them. They have the easiest schedule in baseball. In fact, you can probably make the case from the math side. If you take care of these bad teams, and I know Judd wants to be good teams. Everyone wants to be good teams. If you take care of these bad teams, and you maybe even just go 500 against those winning record teams, you are going to be winning this AL Central Division by a wide margin, basically. And, uh, two and a half games up. So, yes, I, it, it moves it just a little ever so slightly more in the optimism meter.
0: So I was actually impressed by the fact that they came back uh, on Sunday and won. The first two games, I don't know how, how much you, you guys watched. Friday was like three hours plus and torturous. Saturday, th- they scored six runs, blew the entire lead, looked like they might, might yeah. lose. But, I mean, Oakland is awful. Uh, this does nothing for me. But they are playing 19 consecutive games against teams that are 500 or below. And so, what I now want to see is this. This, uh, I believe it's a four game series at Seattle, right? That's coming up that starts tonight Mm -hmm. at Seattle. Um, This is going to give you, I think, now, this is the type of series I want you to preferably win. And here's why Oakland is a dumpster fire. Like, they are just, to me, it's just awful baseball. Uh, Seattle is actually the team right behind the Twins in pitching. Uh, Both of the teams have 3.72 ERAs. Seattle is a disappointing team, but they can pitch. So you go in now and score runs, that's going to be at least legit. So this Seattle series to me gives me, yes, it's not a great team, but it's a team that's probably about as good as you are. And so if you win, you know, three games here, if you win games in this series, it becomes more legitimate to me. I just I don't put any stock into beating the Royals or A's, not because they don't count as wins. They do, but because those teams are just so bad, it's hard to judge, like, are the Twins playing well. They're playing teams that are terrible. Seattle's going to give you at least a better gauge.
2: And I think this is where I think for sure you and I are just, like, maybe looking at these games differently. We know what this team is. So I'm no longer watching these games. Against Seattle, trying to figure out, okay, if you win three, then this. If you start do this, like th- this team has a really good starting rotation. They have one of the best back end closer situations in the game. I would like to go add maybe another reliable like seventh inning arm in there somewhere. I think Griffin Jacks is good, but there's yep. there's room for another arm in there. But this team can pitch this team when when they put the right fielders out there has a chance to like if you have your best defensive line out there this team can scoop it a little bit too with Correa and Michael Taylor whatever um so we already know that 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 may fluctuate a little bit but they have the bones of a really good run prevention team and they've underachieved with the bats so we're just kind of like between now and the end of between now and October I'm I'm watching two things can they mathematically just stay in front and win the division and i don't you don't have to apologize for wins over the a's the royals just mathematically go win 86 games or whatever it takes to win the division go win 83 games and can some of these bats that have been hibernating carlos correa byron buxton seems like there's something we know there's something physically wrong all the time but like something that should probably put him back on the injured list here at some point can can we in the next 3 months see the bats go from like a 2 out of 10 where they are right now to like a 5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Can you hit enough to do some damage if your pitching staff is good? So, like I'm not going to I'm not going to dismiss the Oakland A's and the Royals and these wins because like you need those wins mathematically to win the division to get to the playoffs to win a playoff game.
0: Right, but the goal so, but the goal is to win a playoff game. In my opinion, if you can get, if you can score some runs in the next 4 games against a team that can pitch, I become more confident the A's and Royals give me no reference point yes you should win all of those games they for the most part have good for them but I'm looking for if the mission is going to be achieved I think we're all confident that the starting pitcher in game one of the first playoff game can definitely has shown that that guy unless it's a really bad day like Lopez had on Saturday can win that game my question is can the bats get going and Seattle's going to give you the reference point to say yeah you know what They're starting to hit a little bit, or they hit Kansas City, or yeah, they they hit the Royals, they hit the A's, but when they actually get a good pitching staff, it goes right back to where it was. That's why I'm curious about the bats.
2: And that's great, but they don't need to win a game seven to three in the postseason. They might only need to win a game three to two. So if Carlos Correa can just like run into a ball, hit it into the gap with two runners on, like that might win you a playoff game if you can get there. The if you can get there part is the most important part. Because they have the pitching once you're there to win a game. The bar is so low here, too. Go win a crappy division and win a win a game right, in please. the wild card. But round. I want
0: five runs in that game. Can you score five runs? Can you Dude, score four or five runs? I don't, I do runs? I don't think they've nothing. scored more than five runs in a playoff no, but, game in,
2: in, in 18
0: years. But it's would, insane. But wouldn't it, wouldn't it absolutely suck to see um, Joe Ryan or Lopez or Gray like, give up three runs? Joe Ryan gave up three pretty quick runs on Sunday. And the problem that we have right now with this team is we're like, "Oh my god, that's 3 runs, right?" So can you score can you score 4 or 5 runs to win a game 4 to 3 for instance, 5 to, to 3. I'm not asking for 10 runs. I'm just saying can you can you generate enough offense so that in a playoff game in in this hypothetical, theoretical world in which the Twins actually break one of the most embarrassing streak in all of North American sports, can you just score 4 runs? That's all I'm asking for.
1: By the way, the Twins' magic number is 67. 67? Oh, just two off from Your team's wins, (laughs) the second-place team's losses, both those are 48. The Twins have 48 wins. Uh, The Gardos have 48 losses. That gives you on Omnicalculator.com a magic number of 67.
2: I'm gonna add this to our state of the twins uh, Mondays for sure. I'll make a graphic. We can we can do it. Uh, yeah, we we'll just... or we're gonna do like probably three of these shows a week minimum. So, all right, so yeah. sixty-seven. I
0: think the second line okay. of of the theme song has to be changed though. We're gonna win, twins. We're gonna prevent runs. I think that should be the new we're thing. We're gonna prevent. We're, pre- pre- we're gonna win, twins. <laughs> Watch the baseball get popped up against us. That's fine. I mean, this
2: is this team is sort of the. Not the full opposite of 2019, but in a lot of ways, 2019, go win 100 games, go break the home run record. You know, the ball was juice, but it was juice for everyone. So offense was up for everyone, and they were still the greatest home run hitting team. Uh-huh. You know, on top of that pile, and then you get to the playoffs. It's like, ooh, okay. Uh, the number three starter is a big shrug emoji. Like it's Randy Dobnak. I would, ra- I, and Dex, you and I have been in agreement on this. I would rather, if the playoff started today, I would rather go in with this team mm-hmm. than the 2019 team.
1: Yeah, I think if you collectively put, I would take the rotation as it is, obviously, over the 2019 team, which was the greatest home run hitting team of all time. But, I mean, playoff games are won like this. So I'd, I'd much rather take the chances that they can basically build their way into a nine-inning playoff win for the first time yes in almost 20 years
0: so if so enough, if they make the idea. playoffs so if they if in this world in which they and they very well could cuz the division's terrible if they make the playoffs and they win a game and then get swept out are are you guys just fine cuz the 18 game streak is over for now
1: yeah my my uh, fiance was talking about this on Saturday. She said, "By the way, if they make the playoffs, like, what's the plan? Because you have warned me you're a terrible person around the playoffs. Like, they're going to win that one playoff game, and then you're just going to be completely fine. Like, you're going to want more. You're gonna you're yeah, going to want right. more." And I'm like. You know, right now, just win the playoff game and go from there. I won't be as yeah. upset if they just win the play. I will be upset for sure if they lose in four, right? I would be very upset. But if they would win really? the damn playoff, yes, I want no to win a playoff game. It's 162 innings worth of baseball that you have lost. How is that possible? How? One playoff win. That's all I'm asking.
2: The bar is so it's, low. It is. It doesn't It doesn't. It doesn't mean that, is. like, okay, forever and ever, you know, okay, that we we never have expectations for the Twins ever again. But. It's such an elephant in the room to slay at this point. Or the dragon. You know, remember when Dave St. Peter came yeah. on our radio show? and was like, it's time oh, to slay call. the dragon. Great and at the time, the dragon was the Yankees. Well, now the dragon is literally anyone. It doesn't matter who it is. It's the team that you're playing is the dragon. Yeah. So just win a game. And then we can, if they win game one, we can all come on the Art Twin show the next day and say, okay, now, what are the expectations now? Is it to, do we do we need them to win the series or are we just kind of good? But right now that is the, so here's another question off this and we'll get to some other categories. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and Judd, you, you uh, did the math on this, but they have an, it's a 19 game stretch that they're in the middle of here against teams below 500. That kind of walks you up to the trade deadline and even, tra- even goes like a few games past the trade deadline. So they, they should be able to make some hay here as they try to make a decision on what do you add? What do you subtract? Right? So, What does their situation need to be on August 1st, the trade deadline day, for you to trade future assets, whatever prospects of value you have left, and there aren't that many, for something to help you this season? What does their situation need to be for you to subtract from the future and add to this year?
0: situation needs to be that you need to be not just – your record doesn't only need to be, obviously, hopefully, above 500 at that point. But the other thing, too, is you're going to have to, in my opinion, and, and I believe there will be three games left against the Cardinals at, at that point. The 19-game stretch, if I'm not mistaken, ends against the Cardinals in early August. So when the, the deadline hits, maybe. you're, you're going to be, well, the Cardinals have now come out and said that they're not going to trade Goldschmidt. I saw that on Sunday. But my thing is you need to be not only above 500, but the bats of the guys that matter need to have actually shown more. And Correa, you know, Correa in the lead-up spot has been improved. So, like, there's been progress there. It's not a dumpster fire now. Uh, you, you talked about Buxton, and that is, I don't know what's up there, but something is really wrong. But Me, the, probably again. Yeah, but the reality is this. I think your bats are going to have to show show you, just from an eye test, that they are... That they are making progress, and that you look like you offensively at least are on the the right track. And I tweeted this on Sunday, and I know his splits against Southpaws have been pretty atrocious in 2023, but can we hashtag free Kirilov? Um, Max Kepler keeps playing, and Kepler had a hit or two yesterday, but the reality to me is this. Alex Kirilov, the more he plays, is legit. Like, I want him in my lineup. And he's held to the standard of, well, well, you're more of a platoon guy, but Cap, you're playing every day. If we could just like starting off, I'm not asking for a ton here, switch that around. I think the more Kirloff plays, the more productive he's going to get. And it seems like the wrist is fine. But yeah, I just need to see, I need to see a hint of production here. And yes, you're gonna have to have actually fared Pretty well against the, these teams, because you are playing some teams, Seattle not included, Phil, that are really, really, at this point in time, pretty checked out as well. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I think we can use reference points, so let's go back, and I know this is kind of funny, because we always like the Twins to be more aggressive, and yeah, let's let's go after Paul Goldschmidt, let's go after the big dogs, but let's be honest, I don't think they're going to be trading Brooks Lee for, par, for, for Paul Goldschmidt, Brooks Lee's tearing it up in the minors. But mm-hmm. in 09, they made two kind of savvy little moves, little easy moves to make that boosted their club to help get them to 163 and then the ALDS. They traded for Orlando Cabrera, which was a really solid shortstop. They had a hole there. They traded Tyler Landendorf. Do you remember this name, Phil? Tyler Landendorf. Oh, I bear not really know. So he he was a second round pick the year before. I I thought he was just some no name prospect, and you know, I'm sure he was maybe a fringe top ten guy. He was a second round pick, so probably maybe in that top ten range. But they trade a basically nobody who turned out to be nothing either for Orlando Cabrera, a playoff veteran, a guy who's been around a lot, hit that huge home run two in game 163 that helped them. They also, I believe, put in that waiver claim for Carl Pavano that year. That mm-hmm. turned out to hit the hundredth percentile. But those were two really savvy moves that didn't break your bank, right? You didn't you didn't fetch out a lot of prospects to get those two guys. You obviously just claimed basically, I believe, Carl Pavano off waivers. Um, can you make two like little savvy moves here? Cause yeah, you're not going to have a lot of resource to be big time buyers, but is there a couple guys you can just kind of plug and play here on top of the internal dudes that do have to figure that out, that make your team better and give your chance uh, to win a playoff game or series?
2: Yeah. I think you have to add, I think you have to add now to what extent are you? Cause if, if you ultimately, if you want, let's say we keep throwing up Paul Goldschmidt or like, I mean, hell Shohei Otani might be available, right? Like if you want, if you want to trade for someone that's going to be your best hitter, you're probably going to have to trade a Brooksley or someone. So so I, I don't expect them to operate on that level of risk. But I also don't really care much about 2026. This team is built to win right now. They've made the big investment in Carlos Cray. They made the big investment in Byron Buxton. They've They've already traded a bunch of future capital to the Reds and to other teams for pieces that were meant to help them win right now. And they've got one of the best run prevention staffs and defenses in the league. I mean, it's the the bones are there to add to this thing right now. So the only thing that like, what does their situation need to be on August first? I don't know, they need to be a few games ahead of the Guardians for first place. Like to me, I don't it's not about like are they on pace to win ninety or it's not even really about is Carlos Correa's bat the way that it's supposed to be. It's like, can you add something to help this pitching staff and to help do something in the first round of the playoffs? Um, and then, to what extent is it a Brooks Lee? Is it some? Is it well, yeah, something really flashy? Then can, we can we can have that debate. But yeah, but they should be they
0: should be adding in two weeks from now. If I can trade a you know a past second or th- third round pick, that's absolutely fine. So I, I guess it depends on what type of shopping. You, you want to do do you want to go to dior or the dollar store you know i mean if if you're going to go to uh try and get a i don't know a bat but it's not going to cost you much that's absolutely fine but i do think that you need to great like if you are going to even give thought to a brooks lead type trade which i don't think that they will but if you were going to you know you're going to need to see some things first So it's not like you're not going to go, if if everyone else is still plateauing, I don't think you're going to go get one bat and trade Brooks Lee and find that that gets you um, playoff wins. Because I think that's how they're going to think. I I don't think they're going to think, they don't think like the show does. We just need one playoff win because of the losses, because the the streak. They want to get to the playoffs and actually judge if they can win or not in the playoffs yeah and and their pitching does i mean you're you're not wrong about that the starting pitching gives them a good chance but whether your goal is to win a
2: playoff game or just generally like do damage in october to me the priority should be add something to to do like you're in you've been in a win now window for three years and you've you haven't made the playoffs so you should be pushing you should be going you should not be scaling back is my my thought so judd you brought up Sort of Alex Kirilov, you know, free Alex Kirilov. That was a lefty. He hit a home run off of yesterday, I
0: believe. Right, a lefty started, and he, yes, yes, the starter, it, yes, yes. Uh, Vasquez sure uh, hit a home run to make it three to one, and then Kirilov hit a opposite field home run against that southpaw to make it three to two. You're yeah. correct. So he, so uh, keep keep doing stuff like that. But here's my question for you guys: sir, Category two, who do you
2: prioritize? So Matt Wallner is up. For the injured Jose Miranda. He did not start. Uh, He destroys right-handed pitching, by the way. Jorge Polanco's on a rehab assignment, so he'll be coming back at some point. But here's the conundrum. The Twins' three best on-base percentage guys, and it's not close. It's like these three guys get on base a lot, and then there's a huge gap, and then there's a bunch of dudes that don't really get on base much at all. Mm -hmm. Alex Kirloff largely against right-handed pitching he's still kind of figuring out left-handed pitching I'm with you I think he's talented enough for you just like let him go get some at bats and figure yeah, it out exactly like they did with morno back in the day whatever donovan Solano 35 years old he's never really been an everyday guy but he's kind of become an everyday guy you know in large stretches for this twins team and then uh Eddie Julian he's become maybe their best hitter like if you look at ops and stuff he absolutely needs to play against every right-handed pitcher. He's kind of rough in the field, but so you—you you got Kirloff, Solano, Julian, mostly against right-handed pitching. You can be a little bit, you know, strategic, uh, strategic against left-handed pitching. But you got Walner, you got Jorge Blanco. You have all these other guys like Joey Gallo trying to figure out is he an everyday player now. Byron Buxton has been yeah. awful. I want to get to this. Yes. So how do you? One thought I had was until Royce Lewis comes back. Julian played 23 games. It's been two years, but he played 23 games at third in the minor leagues. And he played some third at Auburn in college as well. I might just put him at, like, against right-handed pitching, give me an infield of Julian at third, Correa at short, Polanco at second, find a spot for Alex Kirloff and Donovan Solano, and then if Buxton's an odd guy out, like, right now, Buxton's not a guy that you have to have in your lineup.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. He's terrible. And you know what? In my opinion, Kirilov, and and he is not the right fielder that that Kepler is, but I would always prioritize Kirilov in a corner outfield slot over both Gallo and Kepler. But to go back to what you just said, I wouldn't put Julian at third base. I would make him my DH. Here's the weird thing about the Twins, okay? For years, they couldn't wait when he— He was playing the outfield. They were racing to get Byron Buxton off his feet. We got to arrest him. We got to get. And look, with his past, it actually makes some sense, right? But the man is now hitting his slash line, is this right now, okay? 199 uh, on base, 289. Slugging 417, his OPS, which was 833 a year ago in 92 games, in 76 games, so he's playing way more in 2023, is 706, okay? That's his OPS, 706. So for a team that used to race to get Buxton off his feet, what is the need to have him hitting third almost every day as DH? Something's off here. Something's wrong. And you are, it's it's. It's rather distressing, in my opinion, when you're playing the Oakland A's and actually some guys, you know, against that pitching staff and they should be are starting to hit. And you get to the third spot in your order and it feels like you're at the ninth spot because it's like, well, here's an out. Edward Julian can DH guys can DH Byron Buxton doesn't with this current Byron Buxton. I don't know exactly what's wrong. I don't know if it's. If it's a chronic thing and he's hurting all the time, that could be it. I don't know if there's something else wrong that he's trying to play through. But no matter what, he doesn't need to play every day. Julian can play. Julian can Edward Julian's best place in 2023, you guys, is DH. He is a butcher in the field, and the game, thankfully, is reverting now. Getting on base important, right? Like the DH, this isn't 2019. You don't need a DH where, where you're like, well, Nelson Cruz has a chance to run into a fastball here. You can mix up. You can use DHs who aren't named Byron Buxton, and maybe that will help him. But this it, thing of him playing every day and batting third, which he has done 34 times this year, um, is not necessary. You're banging your head against the wall right now, unfortunately.
2: If If it was just... Player a right if if his name wasn't Byron Buxton and everything that goes with his upside and you know his salary and everything, you would ask why is that guy your designated hitter on a daily basis? and furthermore, like you said, why is he batting third? Why is he batting anywhere near the top part of the lineup and it would it would free up a lot of possibilities if you made that more flexible. maybe he just needs to go back on the injury list for a few days or something just go go do another ten day stint, you know. He's certainly not contributing to the to the lineup at this point. So, you know, you're going to face 70% right-handed starting pitchers in Major League Baseball. So to me, like, the best lineup against right-handed pitching, I'm starting with these guys. I'm starting with Correa, Polanco at some point, Kirilov, Julian, Solano. I'm going to put Walner in there, too. And then we can flip a coin in center field, I think. I mean, Max Kepler would probably be a better option against a right-handed pitcher than uh, Michael A. Taylor. But Taylor's the better defensive player in center field, and Kepler apparently doesn't want to play center field. (laughs) So, all right, then Kepler, you're a bench bat. Um, And then my DH is flexible. Like, maybe it's Gallo, depending on the matchup. You know, maybe it's somebody else. I'm I'm starting with those guys first.
1: Can I give you a potential what I would think, what I would use for a Game 1 playoff lineup that I just constructed right here? Oh, I think this works. I'm trying to make sure I don't double up on a position because there's so many random dudes you could put. Yeah, at first base, DH, like. Et Is this
2: against a right-handed starter or a left-handed starter?
1: This would be, this would be against a right-handed starter. Okay. Okay. So let's go leading off. I'd put Julian at DH, Julian, and I'm leading him off. Yep. I think he's your he's your best he's one of your best on base guys. He's really good. I'm a DH him. He's a butcher in the field. Though. I don't trust him. So Julian leads off. I have Donnie Barrels at first, batting second. Another good high OBP guy. I'm going to put him up top. He can get on base. I have Royce Lewis batting third and at third base, and that's the conundrum we got to mm-hmm. remember here, especially when he comes back from his oblique injury. So I have Royce Lewis at third. And when he's been mm-hmm. healthy, I mean, he's, he can hit. The dude can hit. He should be, should be in the top three spots in your yes. lineup. He should. It's a champagne problem. That is not, that is not a... He, yeah, he's, a, he's the centerpiece. I have Alex Kirloff hitting cleanup at four in left field. I have Correa at shortstop batting fifth.
2: Mm.
1: I have Ryan Jeffers batting six at catching. Uh, at catcher, excuse me. Batting seventh, I put Matt Walner in right field. Now, this is against a righty. I know you can make a case. You should probably put Kepler right against the righty, but right now, I I just mm. want Walner in the lineup. He can mash more. So I have Walner at right field batting seventh. I have Jorge Polanco at second, batting eighth, and then Michael A. Taylor mm. rounding things off at center field. What do we think Let's about this? Down. I, yeah, um, I, I could run through it again if you want me to.
2: I got it right here. No, okay. This is... uh. This is pretty close, man. Like this, so you're so Bu- so Buxton's not in here. No, Buxton's not in here. No, I mean,
1: I guess yeah. he's a he could be an amazing pinch runner late, pinch hitter. Same with Joey. I mean, that's the kind of funny thing. Like Joey Gallo, Byron Buxton
0: aren't horrible options coming off the bench and running into a baseball either. No, so I think they're going to leave the the one thing I where they would start. I think is I. Because it's been a success thus far, as I think that they would leave Correa in the lead leadoff spot because they and had he would success help if it's there. a playoff
2: game. You know, yeah, you, know you have a guy up there who kind of sets tough. the tone a little bit. There's a there's a human element to having him sort of. You could probably swap
1: even Solano and Correa. Like you can put, I mean, you can put Danny barrels almost anywhere in this lineup. He's going to be Danny
0: barrels. Mm-hmm. That's who he is.
2: Polanco, for some of the same reasons, would be much higher than eighth in this
0: lineup. Right. Julian would probably be in the bottom half.
2: In, in he their, but he should be in the top. He should, he should be, be in like their world, right? Like he should be. Yeah, I'm just the trying top. to
0: like I I like this a lot. I'm trying to figure out what they, which way they would lean here. But I love the DH aspect of it. Like I I do yeah. think that he gives you, he's going to give you a far more modern day approach now to ha- what, what a DH should be compared to their infatuation with potential 400 foot home runs.
2: Yeah, there's a, and you said something earlier that, you know, the game has changed in the last few years. Getting on base is now valuable. And I would say getting on base has always been valuable. And I don't know where along the line they either decided it wasn't as an organization or they just have failed to find guys that can get on base. Getting on base is, it is the ecosystem of offense. Like it is, it is, imagine in in the NFL, if we're on Purple Daily every day and talking about a Vikings team that, Boy, they don't really get many first downs. So how can they get touchdowns? Right. Well, how are you? You, you got to move the ball in the NFL, right? You got to convert on third down. You got you got to get first downs. Move the chains. You know, getting on base is moving the chains. So I, Dex, I think this is, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. We could I like pick it. some nits here, but the, I guess the biggest elephant in the room is when do you make that decision on Byron on Buxton.
0: Buxton? Well, you've got to do something right now, right? Like you've got to either as Phil said, um, I L him or at least give him games off and play him, you know, sit him tonight, play him Tuesday, sit him Wednesday. I just I don't understand this team. To me, the The home run is such a perfect poster child of the administration of th- this team because they are literally all or nothing. I yeah. don't understand, like, the feeling for years. Well, the Buxton's playing the outfield, he can't play on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And then he's DHing, and it's clearly not working. And they're like, but he's going to play every day in bat third. Why can't we have a happy medium choice of, you know what, let's find a way, if we can, to get him back to a semblance at least because he's not even close. He's at bats. He is so m- messed up at the plate now. This reminds me of the days when eight people were telling Buck what to do, right? Have a leg kick. Don't have a leg kick. Do this, do that. Watch his at bats. The approach right now it's mental, too, man. He is messed up. And there, And as far as I can tell, no one's doing a damn thing about it beyond saying, ah, go back out there and you'll be, be fine. And then what drives me crazy about that is then a kid like Kirilov, who is a natural hitter, isn't allowed to play consistently because we know best there. Well, actually, you don't. Play Kirilov. Find out. I think Alex Kirilov is the type of kid who the more he plays and the more at-bats that he gets is a smart enough hitter to figure it out himself
2: yep a lot of guys a lot of left-handed hitters come up and struggle the first couple of years against i mean morno looked super uncomfortable against left-handed pitching for a while and then he okay he figured out how to stay in there on some of those tough pitches and mm-hmm. you know that even that home run kirloff hit yesterday his body was kind of like moving he was, his timing was kind of off but he's so talented that if he can just find a way to keep the barrel in the zone boom like the ball goes out of the ballpark
0: and that's good power too
2: yeah, he's probably never going to be like a 40-home-run guy, right. but you know he could easily be a 25-30-home-run guy if you give him enough time to develop here. Uh, by the way, tickets are available. Twins are on the road right now for the rest of the week, but um, as this team continues to make a push to win the first playoff game in almost 20 years, twins.com slash tickets to go see one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. At some point, Royce Lewis is going to be back. Twins.com slash tickets. Also, uh, boys, our friends at EcoFun, they have some great deals on electric bikes right now. All electric bikes are at least 10% off their retail prices and 50% off their dealer freight charges. So you can save over $700 on higher-end Yamaha electric bikes and up to $500 on Scootstar and Bentelli electric bikes. You can see here on the YouTube channel all the goodies and fun stuff you can get into at EcoFun. Um, so check them out, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Also, oh, breaking news, getting an email here from EcoFun. Buy a Bintelli or Scootstar electric bike at regular price and get a second one of equal or lesser value at 50% off. Holy cow, I'm not a math major. Neither is Declan. No. But uh, that sounds like a pretty good deal if you're into electric bikes. So check them out at EcoFunMotorsports.com. Off 35 in Forest Lake and 35W south of the Twin Cities in Burnsville. EcoFunMotorsports.com and tell them that the of Twin Show sent you over there. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Hey, real quick, before we get to Immaculate Grid, one more category here, and uh, it's just Trevor Ploof is the category. <laughs> I feel like he's the best Bally's or Fox Sports North broadcast edition that we've seen in years. Mm-hmm. He just, like... Brightens up the mood. He brings a fun element. The whole, you know, he told the story of, you know, before the game he was standing next to Alex kirloff and it was uh, eleven eleven on the clock. And he said eleven eleven, make a wish. I'm going to use my wish on you, Alex. <laughs> I wish that you hit a home run today. And uh kirloff is like, all right, if that happens, I'll definitely point to you in the booth. And boom, like fast forward a couple hours later, Kirilov hits the bomb. Plouffe starts cheering. Yes! Oh, is he gonna wave? And, he, and then Kirilov waves to him, going around third base. Like it was just a super fun moment. Yep. That Plouffe, Plouffe, It was lucky, but like he creates these fun moments in the booth because you know he's part of one of the like the more high profile uh, digital baseball companies in the country. And like I just think it's awesome that he's part of the broadcast. So Trevor Plouffe.
0: He's also part. He is. He is that type of of approach he takes represents the future of broadcasting. Yep. Th- that's the future. Cause he you know what there is a huge difference in my opinion between you know doing a a sports talk show on radio or doing a a game like you know we got to be prepared and wear our suits and ties and the podcast world and Ploof does yes. a marvelous job of bringing what the podcast world is truly like to hello the
2: everybody and welcome to target field i'm Phil Mackey, and that's Judd Zolgad. and we're both wearing stuffy suits and ties here to talk incredulously about baseball.
0: All the yeah, wins right. count, Phil. That's all I have to say. You know, any <laughs> team on any day can be any team. It's just a grind through hundred sixty. But I, I love the fact that Ploof treats basically he treats the Twins broadcast like like he does his talking baseball stuff. I think it's yeah. fantastic, and but and that's the fun of it.
2: Yeah, I, it's it's a blast, man. Like in. And even you know the three man booth when he's up there with Morno. Sometimes Morno with it's just Morno and Bramer. It can be a little dry and kind of mellow and low energy. Like Plouffe yes. raises the energy and brings the
0: fun. Yes, and the other thing that Plouffe does that I like too is he is obviously and this is where I've always said there's a fine line. He is obviously rooting for the twins. Like like he he knows he's talking to twins fans. He is being a homer, but it's a fun, sincere way. So it's, yep. so it's not like he has talking points passed down from the team, right? That, that's what he's drives me crazy. He's not gaslighting exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So there's a big difference. I have never, in fact, I've always said Provis is clearly rooting for the twins, but he's not trying to blow smoke up your pine. He's telling the truth about things. So when things go wrong, he points that out too. And I feel like Ploof does both of those things. I'm not asking for the announcers not to be fans, I am asking for them not to assume I'm so stupid at, that the team talking points are going to be like, well, I guess everything's right then.
2: Yep. No, there's. A, I think you nailed. There's like a distinction there. and know, Ploof just sort of naturally has it. And he was awesome yesterday, so hopefully they find a way. When they're on the West Coast, it's pretty easy because he lives in Los Angeles. So. Right. I, is he going to be in Seattle? I'm guessing he'll probably travel up. Or is he uh, just uh, doing the Oakland thing? Not sure. Hmm. I'm not sure, but I would guess you're so, right. We'll find out. So all right boys, there's your uh state of the twins categories here. First place, two and a half game cushion, couple weeks until the trade deadline. You guys can let us know in the YouTube comment section too. What do you think they should do? If you want to respond to some of the questions that we pose, what would your ideal lineup be against lefties and righties? Would you get Buxton out of the lineup? Hit us up in the YouTube comment section or in the feedback uh tab of the Score North app, and we will mix in some of those questions and takes on uh, future Scornor Twin shows later this week. All right, Dex, it's time for the Immaculate Grid Challenge here, where uh, Declan pops up on the YouTube channel. We'll explain this for the audio audience a tic tac toe grid of baseball trivia. Mm. And we ha- we'll put five minutes on the clock here. We're all going to be on the same team. And we have to, to get the Immaculate Grid correct, you have to get all nine correct in nine guesses. Yep. Mm. And uh, ideally we would do it if we're showing off with the more obscure players that we can mm-hmm. find the better because it, it has a, it's, there's a rarity score involved here too. But, all right, Dex, what do we got today?
1: All right, so we have left to right. We have a Astro with a Texas Ranger, an Astro with a Washington National, or a Montreal Expo because Expos do count yeah. for national oh, okay. players. Yeah, Remember that. Out. Yes. Okay. Uh, we also need an Astro with a 200 uh, strikeout season as a pitcher. In the middle grid, we need a Dodger with the Ranger, a Dodger with the National, and a Dodger with 200 strikeouts uh, in a season. And then the bottom grid is a Gold Glover for the Rangers, a Gold Glover for the Nationals, and a Gold Glover who also struck out 200 batters.
0: Okay. The Gold Glover for the Rangers, and I think Phil... Whoa. Phil... Whoa. 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 What, what, what,
2: what? Let's put 5 minutes on the clock. Here. All right,
0: okay. I was just going to ask you a question. Yeah, no, jump,
2: yeah. All right. I'm just, right. No, I'm just trying can, to get Should it we, in. should we should I wait to start the clock or you want me to start? There's 5 valuable minutes here. Am Are you asking a clarification question that, that No, I think be I've asked got, I no, I no, I think I think I've got one. you can start the clock. Start okay, the ready? clock. All right, the clock is started. Five okay. On the,
0: clock. the gold glover arranger, I what wasn't Ralphiel Palmero, a perennial gold glover?
2: <sighs> oh,
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I thought he was like a butcher. What about Michael Young?
0: Did Michael Young win a gold Kinsler? Go my- Kinsler.
2: I think... <laughs> God. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, well... I how- think you're right about Palmero, but I don't... Uh, Palmero was, I think, a good fielding first baseman, but I don't for A-Rod? sure.
0: I mean... Did A-Rod win when a see, glove? The question is who... W-
2: yeah. With the team. Oh. Uh, well, if we're not sure, we can team. come back to that. All right.
1: How about with the 200-pitch season of
2: Greg Maddox? Did Greg Maddox ever strike out 200 in a season? Because he was not a huge strikeout guy. But he threw so many innings. He did. Yeah, you're probably right, Maddox. Let's do Greg Maddox. Are we gonna be wrong on the first one? There no, we go. 60. Okay. It was high, uh, there go. but. All right. Uh, let's knock out these 200K seasons here. So, I mean, we can go any number of with the nope. Dodgers. You want to go like? You want to go like Valenzuela? You want to go way yeah, back? Go um Fernando, Is, did, did Dale, Nomo.
1: Check out 200.
2: Nomo for sure did. Yeah. Let's do Nomo. That's kind of fun.
1: 2%. Let's go. Nice. There,
2: we go. there we go. That's good. Nice. So Astros and then uh, I mean Roy Oswalt, Roger Clemens, J.R. Richard.
0: Um, Ooh. Who's wow. Who's I that? mean, if you're confident you about J.R. Richard, let's Oh god, he was he had he absolute gas. All star yeah. before a stroke in uh,
1: 71 to 80, or yeah, 71 to 80. That's your Richard. Yep.
0: Yeah. He, he yes. unfortunately had a stroke in 80. Seven percent. Wow. Good stuff. Seven percent. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty uh, Great okay. stuff, man. Great stuff. Uh, Texas. Should we go Texas Houston? Sure. Got no, Nolan Ryan's going to be the most popular one, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah, for sure. So we got that in our back pocket. Mm hmm. Um. What, let's let's keep that in our back pocket because we have that one. Let's just leave it for a second. All right. A Dodger and a Ranger.
0: Seager. Yeah. Currently,
2: or Kyle, or Ky, or, uh, C- <laughs> Ky, Kyle's even against the wind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're Dodgers running against the wind. Um.
2: Yeah. Kyle Seag. Let's do Kyle Seager. Or uh, no, Corey right? Seager. Corey Seager. It's Corey Seager. Corey Seager. Forty-three. Seeger.
0: Seeger. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: All right. We got two and a half minutes left. All right. We should probably plug. we should probably do Nolan Ryan just to just to
0: plug that space.
2: Just to plug it in, yeah. It'll be sixty percent, right?
0: Yeah, Fifty eight. <laughs> wow. Good call, Phil. Um
2: Okay, uh well uh, for Astro who was a NAT Or an expo. Or an expo. I don't know. Did you cool wait? I'm trying to think like Scherzer, Verlander. Did those guys Scherzer was Washington, but never. Ver- Verlander was never Houston. Verlander, Verlander was, was Houston, but Washington. But never
0: Washington. Yeah. So hold yeah. on a second. So Washington or Montreal?
2: I'm trying to think of uh, real quick. Did Rusty Expo stop? Of love.
0: Did Rusty Staub play for the? He played for the Astros, right? I'll trust you. He played for and, the. And he played for the Expos. Rusty. Rusty Staub. S T A. Sixty-three to eighty-five. Yep. Legrand okay. to Orange. 6%. There you go. LeGrand 6%. Orange was great. I right, need three more left here. Great. Three more.
2: We got a minute and a half left here. Uh, so Trade. the Gold Glovers. Did, uh, did, uh, did Vlad Turner? Guerrero. Oh, Vlad Guerrero. Did he win a Gold Glove in the outfield? I mean, he had a laser arm. Yeah. like Everything, right? I think he did for the
0: Expos. All right. I'm not, like, I'm not, super confident. I don't love
1: this. I would say Trey Turner or uh, Soto, right? Didn't one of those two dudes win gold gloves? See, this is
0: my problem. I don't really pay attention to gold gloves because I think it's such a joke. It's all BS. Oh, you know what it was? Palmero I Declan started right, and so are we, Phil. I want to say he won a gold glove because he hit so well, and people were, were always we, we ticked gotta, off. Yeah, we got to go. Here, so.
2: Let's, Let's go, Vlad. Go, Vlad. Go, Vlad. or... Oh, are...
0: No. No. Nah. Oh, sorry. God dang it. Ugh. Okay, try um, try Palmero, Texas, Gold Glove.
2: Well, wow, we're both gonna.
0: No, you got yeah, this one. 4%. There you go. Nice okay, job. he yeah. did win a Gold Glove. Okay, Washington and how? <sighs> Washington and the Dodgers or the Expos? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, um, uh, Pedro Martinez. Yeah, you're right. Got traded yeah, by I the Dodgers. Like I've blown three. Yeah, of these this is not this not working. This this relationship show. Oh. I I need to just not participate. Welcome to Apparently. the Declan and Judge show where we that's do a low the low score Immaculate though. Earth. Only
1: six point nine nice are are averaging for this one. So um, that's that's good. So there's only
2: eleven gold glove candidates for two franchises. That's the lowest I'm not, one.
1: I'm not a gold glove. Can you guy. click
2: on the show show that list there, Dex? Yeah. So it won't for the Washington show it to you guys,
1: but on my screen, Ryan Zimmerman. Adam LaRoche, <laughs> Gary Carter, Larry Walker. Andre Dawson. Andre Dawson. I, I want to know, straight. what
2: about what about Trey Turner and Juan Soto?
1: Trey Turner and Juan Soto did not, so I would have been wrong.
0: So we would have been wrong on all those. Tim Wallach. Mm-hmm. Oh, Marquise Grissom, Larry Walker.
1: Uh, most popular answers, oh, Ryan Zimmerman. I mean, that's refreshing on that one.
2: I don't know that I would have pegged him as a Gold Glover because I'm with Judd. I don't follow Gold Glove awards. So yeah. It's all just kind of I just don't care about Gold Gloves. They're stupid. It's so bad. what was the hardest one?
1: Uh, was that the one Astros that we on? and Nationals? Only 36 uh, percent of people are getting that correct.
2: That's yeah because you got to go got really to
0: Yeah, what you gotta do. yeah. Expo's history is the greatest.
2: Well, technically, it's a loss because we didn't get nine out of nine. It's not an immaculate grid, but we did outpace the average 6.9. Out of uh, out of nine,
0: so. no excuses. Got to yeah. be better. We got to be we better.
2: We'll be better next time. Be better next time. Uh, shout out to our friends. Speaking of getting better, if you're looking to get better because you have aches in your ankles, feet, back, neck, elbows, whatever it is, Summit Orthopedics is here to help you. No referrals are needed. They offer same day appointments. If you're really hurting, they actually offer walk in uh, orthopedic urgent care seven days a week from eight a to eight p. 25 locations across the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota. They have over 150 expert physicians and physical therapists specifically trained in their fields. Learn more at SummitOrtho.com. That's SummitOrtho.com. All right, boys, there's your score on our Twin Show. Dang it, we just want one playoff win. One playoff win. If you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts uh, and click the Like button, on the Score North YouTube channel and the subscribe button, you can help us spread the word about the Score North Twin Show, which is back after a two-year hiatus. We are here as your twins therapists, and we'll see you next time.